Good morning. Welcome to today's Outlier Live, where we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data says about them. Our first story of the day is Elon Musk's power play on the UAW strike. The second story is the economy on the brink, the unknown crisis that's lurking in the shadows. And our final story of the day is going to be Americans hitting the breaking point. Why the American struggle seems endless. We're going to cover all that more on today's Outlier Live. Oh, Elon Musk could be the biggest winner when it comes to the UAW strike. And let's be realistic here. It doesn't take a super genius like Elon to understand why he is going to be heads and shoulders above everybody else in the auto industry. Hey, real quick, my name is Christopher Yule, and we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data says about them. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below and start trading with AI today. Go to ovtlyr.com to see why outliers win. Now, let's think about it for a second, right? Um, I think the easiest way to realize that Elon Musk controls the auto industry at this point. He controls it by the fact that he has pricing power that is unmatched by anybody in the industry, right? We can think back to earlier this year where Elon decided, you know what? I think my cars are just a little bit too expensive. I'm gonna slash $15,000 off the price of all of them right now, just because I can. There is no chance that Ford, GM, Stellantis, Dodge, whomever you wanna compare that to, nobody else can do that because they have built an infrastructure of the old way that the market works as far as selling cars. And Elon, he's setting the pace for how the new way that car buyers should be buying their cars today, right? So let's take a look at the story here. Uh, the biggest winner of the UAW strike may be Mr. Elon Musk, right? And devilishly complex transition to electric vehicles has really stymied these existing legacy automakers. And despite their recent profits, the big three's ability to successfully make that transition remains far from assured. And... Overpriced labor contracts will only add to the difficulty. These labor contracts are pretty intense, right? Now, I get it. They want a better life for themselves and for their families, and I don't fault them for that. But let's let's break that down a little bit. They want 40-hour workweek pay, but they only want to work four days a week. Okay, there's a huge breakdown here, right? They only want to work four days a week, but they want to be paid as if they're working uh, five days a week. Now, they also have... Um, a few other demands, and, and I did see this incredible documentary on the underclass of Jeep, and it talked about how these um, laborers there, um, and, I, and I call them laborers because they're temporary people that Jeep hired on uh, in order to catch up from all the demand during COVID, but they're still being paid half as much, literally half as much as the person right beside them who's a, a full-time employee, not a temporary employee. And I do think that there are some huge... Um, problems with that system, right? Not only are the people doing the exact same job, but the person beside you is making twice as much as what you're doing. And these uh, temporary workers, the temporary laborers that they, they, they're working 70 plus hour weeks. And uh, I saw one person said that he hadn't had a single day off in 37 days. So, I mean, there are a huge amount of people who are struggling and the whole UAW uh, auto worker strike has realistically a better outcome for these workers. At the end of the day, I think these workers are going to have a better outcome. But Elon Musk, right? He's already won. The UAW demands would give Musk a massive cost advantage, right? I mean, these automakers 
already they can't compete on what S, uh, Tesla is doing for the future. Elon is winning the game as far as the product goes. Elon is winning the game as far as pricing power goes because they just had another price decrease. And Musk is right where he always wants to be at the center of attention, right? He's looking at this and he's actually making uh, tweets and posts out there saying, um, yeah, we're making money and we're having fun doing it. You should come and work for Tesla. I think the UAW strike could end up being a huge, huge um, shot in the foot for the auto industry. I don't think the auto industry is going to uh, give the UAW workers these demands. They can't. They can't afford to do so, right? We're already seeing SUVs and trucks that are $100,000 for a truck, $100,000 for an SUV, which just a few years ago would have been half or less than half of that price. They're going to price themselves out of the market, out of people's affordability, out of people's garages, because people won't be able to pay what those cars cost because they're gonna to have to double, they're gonna to have to double the price of these cars, right? This truck that used to be 50 is now 100, and in order to maintain that profit margin, GM's probably gonna charge 150 or 200 for that truck. And you know what? That's where Tesla's gonna win the day every day, every time, because Elon Musk, he can say, ha, 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 you guys are so toast. I'm gonna to, I'm gonna click the button right now. We're gonna lower the price by another $5,000 and take all of your market share. So that's what I think about this story. And I'd like to know down below, let me know in the comments which you think about this story. Do you think that Elon's already won the, um, the UAW auto strike? I'd be very, very, very curious to see. And let's jump into the AI trading data real quick. And we can see that Tesla, uh, just right now, a couple days ago, got a sell signal. So if you're a Tesla investor, now be a, might be a great time to take some profits off the table and maybe not buying any more Tesla stock for a while until this settles down. But of course, do your own due diligence, but do check out outlier.com, O-V-T-L-Y-R.com to get this AI trading data delivered to you every single day. And let's go to the comments real quick. The Wall Street Journal said that whatever the UAW strike outcome is, Elon Musk has already won. And a lot of people have a lot to say about this, as you would expect. I have UAW in the family, and I truly want good things for the legacy U.S. automakers. But their demand seems excessive to me. Most Americans don't have a pension anymore, much less factory jobs with 100% job security and the best health care money can buy. To have that and want a huge pay raise and a four-day work week seems very entitled and excessive. This puts Ford and GM on the path to bankruptcy, and I couldn't agree more with this. Imagine this was tech workers or government employees. The headlines would be hugely, hugely negative. I agree. Let's see what else people are saying out there. Yep, the strikes are just a final nail. The coffin was made decades ago. Ooh, Elon won back in 2015. These legacy companies have been a walking dead since then, right? And it seems obvious. They deserve no points for being over a decade late to the game of... Uh, of electric cars and selling direct to consumers. And this person right here says, yeah, exactly. You, you get no points for being a decade late. So let's move on to the next story. If I can find the button. There it is. Oh, the American economy is on the brink. There is an unknown crisis lurking in the shadows. Now, this is impacting not just me, but also you, your neighbors, your friends, everybody around you, right? There is a huge, huge crisis out there, and it's the American credit card debt just hit a new high of a trillion dollars, right? And in fact, this person um, here, uh, a, a Bloomberg 
uh, opinion says credit card debt at $1 trillion is a sign of consumer strength. Well, I got to tell you, I couldn't disagree more with this person. Sign of consumer strength? No, I think that this is a sign of a crisis that is lurking in the shadows. And before we get into it real quick, my name is Christopher Yule, and we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data says about them. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. Today's episode is sponsored by Outlier.com. Go to OVTLYR.com to see why outliers win. Now, back to the story here. Credit card debt hit a trillion dollars. That's not a sign of consumer confidence. That's a sign of consumers are freaking broke. Are you serious? This is a huge problem. Let's jump into this story on uh, CNN, which I'm not a huge CNN fan. We all know that they like fake news over there, but they do have a much more down-to-earth and grounded opinion than Bloomberg, apparently. And let's see, American credit card levels have just launched a new undesirable milestone for the first time ever. They've surpassed a trillion dollars, right? Rising credit card debt and auto loan balances help to drive overall housing debt levels up 1% to 17.06 trillion for the quarter. Household debt has spiked by nearly $3 trillion since the end of 2019 before the pandemic. And I mean, just look at this chart here. You can see credit card debt. People were paying off their credit cards with their STEMI checks that they got, which was great, but they can't do that anymore. Now inflation has gripped America. And that's why I say this is a crisis. This is, this is not good, right? The unknown crisis that's lurking in the shadows is this right here. People cannot afford their day-to-day lives anymore. People cannot afford their groceries. People cannot afford their childcare. People cannot afford new clothes, and they certainly cannot afford those new cars that GM and Ford are charging $100,000 for a truck. And Tesla, on the other end of the spectrum, is lowering their prices every single day. Be sure to check out that video. And we talk about this constantly, that inflation is here to stay and in a horrible, horrible way until we see something break. I really think that we're going to see a a rubber band effect. And this is the first half of the rubber band, right? People cannot afford their day-to-day lives, so they're just racking up that credit card debt in order to just pay the essentials. Uh, Interest rates feed through from the federal funds rate, and it's impacting mortgages and credit cards and everyday consumers, right? Credit card balances have risen for five consecutive quarters, as some of the largest speeds, the largest rate of increases in the last 20 years. What's driving its inflation? Higher interest rates and generally how expensive life is in 2023. Everybody's feeling this impact, right? This is a huge, huge problem for everyone out there. It's not just you. It's not just you. Everybody else is feeling this. And we need some really smart people to come in and fix this. And and a 2% inflation target, which is what Janet Yellen wants to get back to, it's not going to fix anything. Because 2% inflation still means prices are going up. That doesn't change the fact that prices are still steadily going up. We need a uh, uninflation. We need, I, I don't want to say deflation, because deflation sounds great on the surface. But we go back to the UAW workers story, which we just talked about. The, the, if we had deflation, the price of those vehicles would come down. If the price of those vehicles came down, the UAW workers would start to get laid off because the auto companies can't pay uh, their existing salary. And they certainly can't pay any raises like they're trying to negotiate right now. And uh, while it sounds great for consumers to have that deflation, if we deflate too far, nobody's going to be buying anything. And we're going to have some huge, huge problems in the economy because if I'm not buying cars, I'm not buying tires, I'm not buying gas, and everybody in that industry has a huge problem on their hands. So we don't want to see deflation necessarily, but we do need to see inflation start to go negative. 
which I don't know what the term for that is. Uninflation? Disinflation? So that's what we really need to see. And it's that's what we're going to need in order to help people get off of this trajectory right here. Because we got major, major problems when we can't even afford groceries because our credit cards continue to go up. At some point, the credit card's going to get maxed out. And then what happens? Not only that, but student loan payments are about to restart. That's awesome, right? If, if I remember correctly, I believe Joe Biden said we're going to wipe off 10, 15, or whatever thousand dollars of credit, uh, not credit card, of uh, student loans. Joe Biden said we're going to wipe off $15,000 of student loans. And that ain't happening. And not only is that not happening, you're about to have to restart paying those loans. And you haven't had to do so for the last three years. So even though credit cards are hitting new all-time highs, don't worry. You actually have less money because all those student loans that you weren't paying on, you're about to have to start paying on because Joe Biden couldn't keep his promise. So I'm not too excited about this. I think we have a huge, huge crisis on the horizon. Let's take a look real quick at the AI trading data for Capital One, right? One of the big... Uh, credit card issuers out there. We got a sell signal back on August 4th for Capital One. As you can see, it's actually been moving down pretty steadily after that point. So um, I would definitely recommend going to uh, ovtlyr.com to get this AI trading data so you can have this every single day. Now let's go see what people are talking about. Uh, do you agree with this Bloomberg article? It's a sign of consumer strength. No, I don't agree with it. And in fact, I think this person who wrote it is a fool. Uh, let's scroll down. If you believe cutting off your head is an effective weight loss method, then yeah. Ugh, no, that's, uh, that's kind of exactly what they're saying here, right? It's great. If you're a bankruptcy attorney, rates are all time highs with debt load over a trillion. Hey, what can go wrong? Uh, you guys, uh, owning, you guys owing us money is a sign that you guys have money, right? That the sarcasm there is very strong, right? If you have money and, um, you need to take out your credit card to buy these things, then I don't think that that's how it's supposed to work. Um, yeah, basically the whole sentiment here is that um, being a surf isn't a strength. The whole sentiment goes around the fact that we can't afford our day-to-day -day lives right now. And credit cards going, the balance is going up is not a sign that consumers are happy and excited and willing to buy more. It's a fact that the economy is struggling, but the administration does not want to um, admit that they've messed up a lot. And we have a long, long way to go. So do me a favor down below, comment how this is impacting you. I'd love to hear these stories and share these with other people. And hit the like button to let us know that you like this type of content. And let's go to our final story of the day. prices hit 2023 highs, but analysts think, hey, they're peaking, right? Analysts think that prices are about to come down, which sounds great, but this is why the American struggle seems endless. It just never ends these days. Hey, real quick, my name is Christopher Yule, and, if, and we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data says about them. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. Start trading with AI today. Go to ovtlyr.com to see why outliers win. Now, We've already talked about how the credit cards are hitting new all-time highs, but we haven't been talking about how gas has been peaking recently, right? Gasoline prices hit a 2023 high this week with a crew topping $90 a barrel for the first time since November of last year. But analysts are hopeful and think that prices will come down because of the use of winter-grade gas. I don't know about you, but gas prices are something that nearly everybody has to pay. 
And looking at the uh, chart of the consumer credit card debt right here, going up and up and up, we can't afford to pay for groceries and we certainly can't afford to pay for gas too. So hopefully more people are working from home. I believe that's a real strong trend right now and will continue to be so to help offset some of these uh, higher gas prices. But we got huge problems in the whole economy out there, right? And that's why I say this, this is a struggle in the American economy that just seems endless. If it's not groceries, if it's not um, the prices of houses, the prices of cars, the prices of everything that you need these days, let's just toss in gas prices hitting new highs. Right? They're saying that hopefully it'll go down because of winter grade coming out soon, but in reality, it probably won't. It may be 10 cents. That may be it. Higher gasoline prices are a concern for negative impact on the broader economy of consumer spending. Yeah, of course. If I now have to spend $100 to fill up my tank and $200 for groceries, I don't have any dollars left over to spend on anything else. Research shows consumer sentiment becomes more pessimistic with rising gas prices and consumers become less certain about their financial prospects and they tend to rein in spending. So let's 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 just take a, a an inventory of all the all the crap that's going sideways, right? We've got student loan payments that didn't get um didn't get uh what is the word I'm thinking of? Student loan payments that didn't get the relief that we were looking for are now working against us. Gas prices hitting new highs. We've got uh, credit cards hitting new highs because everything costs more these days. There is a huge, huge, huge struggle right there for the American economy. And I don't know what it's going to take to fix this, but one story after another continues to tell the point that the Americans are being pulled like a rubber band. And at some point the rubber band is going to snap. I'm not excited about that. I know you're not excited about that, but in reality, this is unsustainable. Let's go see what the AI trading data has to say about XOM, ExxonMobil. Uh, we actually got a sell signal back on August 24th. So if you are in ExxonMobil, take that as a, uh, maybe as a word of warning, say, hey, maybe take your profits off the table because this may not last. And if you want to get access to this AI trading data, head over to ovtlyr.com to see why outliers win. And uh, this article continues to go on and on, but I'd love to hear what other people are saying out there. So please, in the comments down below, let me know what you think. Uh, but it says the government's energy policies play a role in these fluctuations and the everyday American feels the pinch. Americans need long-term solutions, not just seasonal relief, right? This person's in Oklahoma and says he's got 347 and this person right underneath him says the 519 is the cheapest around here. Uh, this person in Phoenix, 475 is what he paid last night. Too expensive. And this person says it should be around, should be around 280 this time of year. What is it going to take to fix this economy? I don't know. But I do know one thing. Everybody out there is struggling. It's not just you out there. We're all struggling in this economy. And uh, I wish that I had the answers, but I do know that I have a couple things for you. And it's these two videos. I think YouTube thinks that you're going to love them. Let me redo that real quick. We all have struggles these days, and I don't know what it's going to take to fix that, but I do know this thing. YouTube thinks that you're going to love these two videos if you like this one. So click these to see more.